0: Coming up next on Chamber Amplified.
1: People might have a rude awakening, you know, all these students when they have their first, you know, fifteen hundred dollars student loan repayment due with double digit interest rates in October, and they might, you know, be cutting back on those extra purchases, whether it's entertainment.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finley Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community and the economy, whether it's employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, it's really anything that can be impacting your business. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment, or in today's case, give you a heads up on what could be coming down the pipeline. So no matter who you are, inflation has impacted you in some way, shape, or form over the past few years. That's pretty easy to say. We're all pretty well versed in what causes inflation to happen anymore, but what can bring prices back down? Well, according to our guest on today's episode, Jessica Hinks of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management, the restart of college loan repayments could be a factor. So what does that mean for you and what does it mean for local businesses? Well, you have to listen to find that part out. I'm not going to give it away here. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate or review the show. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. You had an interesting post on uh, on the company blog uh, about inflation, which is a factor we've all been dealing with for a couple of years now, and then what the restart of college loan payments may actually do to that. And I thought it was really interesting. Inflation in fa- uh, impacts all of our businesses in so many different ways, which then in turn impacts our household budgets. And I, I thought this was a really interesting thought piece. So let's get into it a little bit. College loan repayments start again this month here in October of 2023. You had some interesting thoughts on what you think is going to happen there.
1: Yes, I do. And first of all, I want to preface the fact that I hate when financial planners try and only talk about the economy, but I'm (laughs) I'm an arranger by nature, though. So I like to help my clients problem solve and arrange their resources in advantageous ways. Yeah. And I want to help them make informed life decisions. And that is where you get into the economy because informed life decisions is often, you know, what's going on with interest rates and inflation and, you know, having, having power and knowledge. So there's a lot
0: of outside factors that play into it like that.
1: Yeah. And and this is one of them. So I wrote this blog because I just been talking to people. I know um, young adults, some of them have been wanting to buy a home and some have student loans and we chatted about current interest rates on um, both of those things and what monthly payments are. And I was like, yikes, <laughs> if we extrapolate this on a broader scale, this could be meaningful. Right. So I do have an unofficial theory that there is an intersection of inflation and that it occurs you know, when there is this resumption of student loan repayments, which is which is this month. So.
0: I think it makes a lot of sense because suddenly that capital that everybody had for not paying their student loans over the course of the last two or three years, that then has to go back into repaying it. So there's less expendable income, and that could then have a deflationary effect. I guess would be the the thought.
1: That is my goal, actually. <laughs> so, um, okay, buckle up because I'm going to walk you through okay. my thought process, which is sometimes a wild ride. Um,
0: I'm but- here for it. Let's let's go. <laughs>
1: So I'm going to talk about some, some numbers, so hopefully I don't get too data heavy. But, you know, inflation is 3.7% right now. The Fed targets two. So it's come down a lot from the, you know, 8% or so inflation that it was earlier, but it's still elevated. It's actually ticked up a little bit um, over the summer. Um, and I didn't mention this in the blog, but there's also 9.6 million job openings and only 6.3 million people looking to fill those, Right. And those might sound like that might sound like a good thing, but I'm over here thinking, well, shoot, um, the Fed's never going to decrease interest rates with those kind of factors. Right. right. Um, so, you know, for the record, I just want to make sure people know, you know, the Fed's not just being mean by increasing interest rates. Um, they have to slow down the economy. Right. To prevent dangerous levels of inflation. And so, you know, here is where I think the student loan repayment comes in. Um. So you might have seen this on the blog, but Goldman Sachs produced some data that over the last three years there was 185 billion dollars of student loan repayment that mm-hmm. should have occurred, and that didn't because of the forbearance. So I'm sitting here just wondering where did that 185 billion dollars go? Right? Like that is I a lot. I think it's a good of- question. Yeah, it's a lot of money, um, a little bit more than I find in my couch cushions on a regular basis. <laughs> um, so, my theory is you know, it's likely gone to consumer purchases. Um, bank deposits did go up a little bit over 2021, likely because of stimulus, but that's actually come down a little bit over the last two years. You know, personal savings rates are not at impressive levels. So, it kind of goes to support my theory that it's been, you know, just spent on consumer purchases. So, People might have a rude awakening, you know, all these students, when they have their first, you know, $1,500 student loan repayment due with double digit interest rates in October. And they might, you know, be cutting back on those extra purchases, whether it's entertainment, um, extra expensive cars. We're even seeing that there. Um, And I don't know that's going to be a bad thing. I just think it could be a reality.
0: It certainly would be a reality check. You said $1,500 for some repayments. Yeah, you talk to a lot of people about their their personal finances and planning and everything. Certainly it's anecdotal, but are you seeing, is that sort of an average or is that, uh, is there an average that you see when it comes to student loan repayments?
1: So most of the time I don't get to work with young students. I generally work with, work with retirees. Oh, okay. Okay. I have a lot of student loans, but I have a lot of Friends, peers, gotcha. who are in that that area. And I am seeing student loans as, as big as that number. And I I've, I've seen worse. <laughs>
0: so, fifteen hundred a month. That's
1: don't get me started on mortgage payments over the last three years, how those have changed.
0: So right. I, can, oh I could go on there too. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking for what little I owe on my student student loan, it's not that much a month. But when you're talking fifteen hundred or so, that's real money that is then not being spent at restaurants or not being spent at uh at, you know buying clothes or things like that or even groceries for that matter where we've seen you know the bulk of inflation hit
1: yeah i i definitely think that it's going to be impactful um you know a lot of these consumer purchases i'll call myself you know a young millennial so we have these young millennials and then that's the Gen Zs and, and these people have a lot of um, consumer you know, spending power, a lot of purchase power, and we're a very large community and um, where we direct our money matters and it, it does affect the broader markets and it will continue to do so.
0: So this is really, let's see if I follow this right. This is sort of a supply and demand issue. Suddenly there's going to be less money in supply, thus demand for products comes down and when that happens, prices begin to come down too, in theory anyway.
1: Uh, My economics professor would definitely agree with you. So that's like economics one-on-one.
0: That's not bad for a communication major right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, The whole premise of of why interest rates are even high right now is because the economy was just shooting out of the gates after COVID. We did all this stimulus to prevent a massive recession during the shutdown of COVID, which we probably did prevent ourselves from having that massive recession, but um, there's a price to pay for that. And that, and that price to pay has been as elevated as inflation levels. It's why your grocery bill is so much higher than it used to be. So th- what the Fed does is they say, okay, the average Joe cannot handle these high prices. This is not sustainable. Um, so we have to slow inflation down. So we're going to, I like to use car purchases as an example. Yeah. Um, so for a while there, you know, back in like 2016, 2018 era, you could get 0% car loans, right? It's like you're there, they're all over the place, you know, 3% unused cars. That was kind of the normal. And then um, with an inflation, you shot out of the gate and people so the Fed's like, okay, let's raise interest rates. Let's and then eventually as interest rates are raising and raising and raising, car loans are five percent, car loans are six percent. Right. Um, and then suddenly less people are like hey, that's actually not such a great deal anymore. That's not, my monthly payment, if I get an an upgrade on my car, is going to be a little bit too much now. So I'm just not going to go buy that car. Um, And this, again, that's one example, but it does extrapolate, you know, across the country and it actually makes a huge difference. And so it's worked um, thus far, but not quite worked enough. So I think... (laughs) That as people are settling in to these student loan payments in October, that that might be the final nail in the coffin that will help people stop spending as much and hopefully mitigate further inflation and further interest rate hikes.
0: I think that's a a very uh, well thought out theory, and I think it has a lot of merit (laughs) to it. So as people are getting ready to make these payments again this month, uh, I, I guess the scary part is, is because people haven't had to budget for that student loan repayment for a few years now, suddenly that's back in the budget. And did they do enough planning ahead to make sure uh, anecdotally, what are you seeing on that side?
1: Um, I hope they have. Uh, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still encouraged by the fact that cash deposits in banks are higher than they were pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think we do have a little bit of runaway left. I don't think everyone is... So cash poor that no one can afford this October payment. I think it's gonna be like, oh shoot, that was a big payment in October. I, uh, you know, that my my cash savings are, are not gonna sustain this. I'm gonna start adjusting my lifestyle now to, to, to prepare for this. And I am a huge believer in just human ingenuity and the power we have of solving problems and addressing issues. Um, and I, I know that uh, consumers will be able to plan for this and will be able to make the right choices. Um, but those those right right choices might be I'm not going to go get a thousand dollar Taylor Swift tickets. Right. <laughs> right. So
0: <laughs> Suddenly those concert tickets are coming down yeah. at the very least. Maybe I
1: actually read an article yesterday that they actually are starting to come down. <laughs> so oh, really? In some areas. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. i mm-hmm. should have known that before I bought the Foo Fighter tickets last week. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get the message yet, but it's all right. You got to go see the Foo Fighters. Uh, anyway, if people want to learn more or read your your blog, because I thought it was really interesting. I'm looking forward to reading more stuff from you. If people want to read that or learn more uh, or maybe even set up a meeting with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, so I write about all kinds of things. Sometimes I write about the economy, but I told you earlier, Doug, I'm not an economist. I just mute, <laughs> right? And my clients like to talk about it because it does affect our daily lives. But what I really love talking about is just the power of financial planning, um, how having a well-organized financial life and having dollars that work towards a purpose is really just a lot of peace and clarity and growth so i tend to write about those topics on the everydayadvisor.com um, it is affiliated with hicks and Zerker capital management but the owners tony and josh they just kind of let me do my thing <laughs> i write <laughs> about whatever i want to on there
0: well we appreciate um, them letting you do that
1: yeah they <laughs> let, let me kind of uh, write about what interests me so yeah i I love talking with people about finance and it does not have to be in an official capacity of, Hey, I might want to be a client of Hicks and Zerker capital management. If you want to do that, there is a talk to me page where you can schedule an intro call. But um, if you just want to learn the basics of finance and you're in Finley, um, you know, I love just getting coffee with people and helping you make educated decisions based on a little bit of extra knowledge. So
0: Very good. Well, Jessica, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day, Doug.
0: Thanks again to Jessica for joining us on the program. I think her theory is really interesting and a lot of implications if it's right, and it does make a lot of sense. So for instance, with less discretionary income, people will eat out less, that goes without saying. Of course, that could cause restaurants to have to lower prices to keep customers coming in, but how much can they afford to lower prices if their input costs are so high? It's certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on at the Chamber and we'll be putting some programming around. Of course, if you're concerned about your bottom line right now, we do have some tools that can help you out you can always get in touch with me for more details that'll do it for this week's episode if you have any ideas for topics that we should cover on future episodes or just want to learn more about the chamber send me an email d at remember if you're listening on a website you can have every episode of chamber amplified delivered straight to your phone just search for chamber amplified and your favorite podcast player don't have a favorite podcast player let me know i can recommend a couple Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.